Hey listeners, we just wanted to take a minute to put ourselves out there and let you know that we have opened up a Patreon page. Yeah, so this is an awesome opportunity for you to engage even further with Rogi and I in a Muggles perspective. Uh, it includes perks like patron shoutouts, special patrons-only episodes, a bi-weekly newsletter, and more. Please give me a reason to write a bi-weekly newsletter. <laughs> and we're even going to give you a chance to appear on episodes if that is something that you're interested in. We want you as our guest. So if you're interested... In learning more about this and becoming a patron, please visit our page. It's www.patreon.com slash mugglesperspective. So that link's on Facebook. It's in our show notes. should be easy to get to. We try to make it uh, fun and entertaining, um, even the site itself, you know, going along with who we are as a podcast. So definitely consider it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of A Muggle's Perspective. This is a very special episode, isn't it, Braden? Yes, it is. We are broadcasting, not broadcasting, but recording live from our producer, Jeremy, and his lovely wife, Jessica's home studio. It's like a really legit, I think we're going to have some pictures and you'll get to see a glimpse of it when we watch the movie, but... Um, very cool. Yeah, even I've, this is where I've been doing the recording besides the one from my basement. And it feels a lot more, I mean, we have tripods up for some reason and we're on separate couches. Bill Simmons, here we come. Yeah, I have headphones, like nice headphones. I have a nice microphone. Um, I can literally reach out and touch Rogi, uh-huh. which normally I'm almost two hours away when yeah. we're doing this. And we're basically just hoping and praying that the internet connection does its job for us long enough to record so well listeners you'll have to let us know if you're hearing a sound difference is it how much better is it to be doing it in person rather than online especially because Braden's using a nice microphone today is my voice any less boyish (laughs) do I at least sound like I've maybe hit puberty I don't think I think I maybe have a higher voice than you do Absolutely not. My normal speaking register. You can't right have here? a beard like that and have uh, like you have a pretty. You don't have like a deep bellowing voice, but mm. you've got like a you got a deeper voice than me. I like I can't listen to any of our episodes because it's like man, I just sound like I'm ten years old. Okay, I thought that too because I feel like I have a speech impediment. Yeah, but I started listening to them because I ran out of other podcasts to listen to. <laughs> That's the only reason, and I think it's good. I enjoy it. Turns out, yeah, Hannah, my wife gets pretty annoyed with me because like if we're both like she'll want to listen to the episodes when when we're in the same room and i just absolutely refuse like i just i can't i cannot handle the sound of my voice coming through like a bluetooth speaker Braden, you're gonna be a celebrity someday you're not gonna be able to walk down the street without hearing it so you're just gonna have to get used to it that's true you're right Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll work on it yeah that's just a, a foible you have to get over here so we've got a very special episode planned for you Today, listeners, as you may have remembered, we finished Sorcerer's Stone last ep- episode eight. With the, we had a surprise reading of chapter seventeen, Man with Two Faces, where I read it out loud and Braden was confused. And we are now done with the first book. We're there. We are going to we've we've finished the first year at Hogwarts with Harry and Ron and Hermione, and now they're going on their summer break. Mm-hmm. 
So you're, you might be wondering, what are we going to talk about this episode? Well, that's an excellent question that Braden is still wondering. Um, we have a few fun segments, hopefully fun segments planned. We have some trivia we would like to do, Trivia Tuesday, not on a Tuesday. That's going to make Braden look really smart and proud of himself. Yeah, so this is a segment that Rogie's going to throw in mostly just to embarrass me mm-hmm. and um, hurt my self-esteem. That's every segment. Right. This is That's really what this podcast is. So. We uh, we have the first annual Muggies. The, the Muggies. <laughs> the award segment named by producer Jeremy, as everything is named by producer Jeremy, really. Yeah, the wittiness and just level of, I don't know, he, he's just really clever. He's the glue guy and the X Factor on yeah. our podcast team. Yeah, absolutely. We are going to do some in-depth discussion on characters. We've got a list of all of our biggest, most important characters from the series, and we want to check in on them. Where are they now? What do we expect from them going forward? We have some predictions to make, and... Certainly, far from least, we have a sponsor this week. (laughs) Sponsor. It's also the sponsor sound. (laughs) Um, So we are being sponsored by Emily Austin Design. So we encourage all of our listeners to head to emilyaustindesign.com where you can find some really cool artwork. Right, Brayden? Yeah, we were just um, spending some time checking out the website uh, when we got to Jeremy's. And really cool. It's, It's watercolor, right? Some of, some I, of the stuff. I is, believe so, but yeah. do not. Anyways, it's really cool artwork. So like Hannah and I just moved into a new place. So this is kind of a relevant thing for us. Like we don't have anything on the walls really. And if you are in that situation or you just like art, you should definitely check it out. She does a really cool, really cool stuff. She does a really good job. I think she's going to be doing some Harry Potter stuff. Is that right? Yeah, that's what she, that's what Emily, Emily goes to my church and she has said that she's going to do some more Harry Potter based things. Her big passions are Tolkien. So your Lord of the Rings and Hobbit type stuff, as well as uh, C.S. Lewis, Narnia sort of focuses, but then there are also original topics. There's original paintings, there's sort of landscapes and things. And it's, it's really neat. So emilyaustindesign.com. There's a shop on there. And from what we can see there, everything seems pretty reasonably priced. Definitely the kind of thing that you could pick up to make like a really nice card out of or something that you might want to frame and put on your desk or something like that. So we strongly encourage you to head over there, emilyaustindesign.com. She also has an Etsy site, which I believe is etsy.com slash shop slash emilyaustindesign. And when you're on these sites, what you want to do, dear listeners, is use code Muggle. Muggle. Code Muggle. Not not AMP, not perspective. Code perspective. Use code Braden's Beef. <laughs> and you're gonna get ten percent off. So that is a great deal. Win win win. You get to save some money. Emily gets to make a sale. We get to know that anyone listens to our show. That's how you can that's the only way we know. So you're gonna have to do it. I know you don't want art, but just go. <laughs> Middle schoolers, just hop on there and let us know. Vote with your dollars that you are listening to the podcast. So thank you again to Emily Austin for sponsoring today's episode. Emily Austin Design. Thanks, Emily. We'll be hearing from her more later. So we, I want to jump into a little segment here to start off the show that sort of recaps. We want to recap 
the first book, right? We just read a whole book that's over 300 pages of Harry Potter-based nonsense. So what I want to do is I want to see how well Braden remembers the plot of the book. Braden, you have 90 seconds on the clock. I want you to explain the plot of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to me. Summarize it in 90 seconds. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> okay, Braden's got 90 seconds. You can feel free to time at home. I'm actually timing it. Jeremy has a gigantic TV clock. I don't... Is it an app? It's just There's just a massive screen in front of us, and the hilarious part was like, I think he already had it pulled up, but mm-hmm. we didn't know that. So Rogi before the show was kind of like, man, we should get a timer out, and I can actually... And literally, like he couldn't finish, get the, the full word timer out of his mouth, mm-hmm. and Jeremy had it like on this massive screen in front of us, so... It is actually being timed. Yep. 90 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay, so Harry Potter is a young boy. Um, he lives with uh, his... Uh, is it his step-parents? No. Oh, no. Step-parents. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Dursleys. They're the worst. That's all you need to know. They hate Harry. He lives in a cupboard. And uh, he gets... Um, some weird stuff starts happening outside. There's a cat who's also a professor. And um, Dumbledore comes and... They're kind of talking about things. Uh, Harry, Harry is uh, he's he's gonna get gonna get to go to Hogwarts. One minute left. He's going to get to go to Hogwarts. So what's Hogwarts? Um, Hogwarts is a school for young wizards and witches, and they go there. And um, so Harry rides this train. Um, they cross the big lake on boats, and they get into Hogwarts. And it's all the whole book's about their first year there. So Harry's learning how to do magic, how to how to do potions, spells, all that stuff. How to do potions. How to do them potions. And um, at that point, you know, they get into all kind of trouble and mischief. Um, they Harry is a twenty five seconds. Harry becomes a star Quidditch player. And basically, the point Quidditch? is Quidditch. Play? What's Quidditch? Quidditch is a game where you fly around on a broomstick and you try to um, catch a golden snitch um, while there's all kinds of other crazy stuff at the same time. Basically, um, Professor Quirrell is not a frail old man. He is um, actually evil and was trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry defended it. Time. Okay. That was pretty good. We got to say... Do potions and they, they, they potions. We explained what Quidditch was. I cast them okay, fails. Do you want to try again? Do you think that was maybe? I don't know if I could do any better. I to think, be honest, I think we're, I think we should try again. Um, let's just do let's do forty five seconds. Can you time. like prompt me throughout it, like to help me get to where, or is it just more fun if I just babble? I think it's more fun if you just babble. Forty five seconds, right on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay, I don't know where else to go from here. No, 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 no. You're you're doing the whole. You're once again recapping the whole series, the whole oh, book, but you have okay. forty five seconds. Okay. So the, everything you just did, but at double speed and also faster than that because you didn't say everything you needed to. Ready? Go. Harry lives in a cupboard. Um, his father was killed He uh, by Voldemort. And, uh, first he, time we've heard Voldemort. There, yep, Voldemort's important. Forgot him on the first round. Uh, they Harry gets shipped off to Hogwarts. He meets Ron and Hermione. They become 30 seconds. quad squad. Um, at that point, they... Uh, realize that they have to protect the Sorcerer's Stone. They think Snape's going to steal it. Snape's actually not going to steal it. We think he's not evil, but I still think he actually is evil. And uh, they find out that Professor Quirrell is the one trying to get the stone. He is like the slave of Voldemort, he uh, Lord Voldemort, and uh, Harry defends it. Uh, yeah. Two, one. Nice. That was good. That was so different from the first one. Well, it's, yeah, I kind of left out. Yeah. Voldemort's a pretty important one to leave out. Yeah, so you went way more 
plot driven on the second one mm-hmm. and way more less details yeah a lot more detail and world building on the first one mm-hmm. all right so you think maybe one more try i'm not thinking that but i know you are maybe just really just fine tune it i think 15 seconds, 15 seconds. i think 15 seconds I, so we need to triple the speed that's one third of for the last one all right 15 seconds ready okay okay you ready Give me like two seconds. Go. <laughs> Harry lives in a cupboard. He is shipped off to Hogwarts because he is the son. Ten seconds. Uh, okay, start over. Start no, over. No. Uh, Harry defends the Sorcerer's Stone from Lord Voldemort's minion, Quirrell. Two. One. I paused it like a bunch. Yes, <laughs> nice job. Fifteen seconds. Harry defends minions. So pretty much just need to see the Minions movie and you're going to be good to go. We're actually watching that instead of the first Harry Potter movie. I've never seen any of those movies. Any of the the Despicable Me's? Correct. They're not like groundbreaking, but I mean... No, that's not true. I did once go on YouTube and watch the Minions movie, but only the scenes with no Minions in it. And it was like 12 (laughs) minutes long. And we watched it during my homeroom. This is right after we watched the Lorax movie, but every time they said the word tree, the uh, film speeds up by 5%. That's fun. That took like eight minutes. I did that I with- I saw a lot um, of the beginning of it. I did that with the B movie. Have you sure. done that one on YouTube? Yeah, the B movie yeah. is the famous one. Yeah. How did you We're, feel about your performance there? Not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say first round, you well, know- Well, thanks for listening, folks. Mobile's <laughs> <laughs> perspective, episode nine. <laughs> First round, leaving out Voldemort, that's... Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Leaving um, out Quidditch from the second round. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Quidditch isn't that important. Harry's really good at it, and that's fine, but not that important. The The main thing is, Voldemort is still alive trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone. We find out that Professor Quirrell is like his weird slave worshiper. Yeah. and. Harry somehow defends it. Yeah, he grabs his face. Yeah, did like you, it's, did you it's go like back a and weird... reread this. Sorry, no, did you, you didn't. Because basically, Quirrell's like trying to choke him, right? Mm-hmm. And I forget how Harry. Folks, we are nothing if not prepared here on a Muggle's yeah. perspective. Yeah. So we are looking at page two ninety five. Master, I cannot hold him. My hands. He had to let go of his neck. Harry could see his hands were burned, raw, red, shiny. So Harry reaches up and grabs Quirrell's face <laughs> in 295. Arg! Quirrell rolled off of him, his face blistering too, and then Harry knew. Quirrell couldn't touch his bare skin, not without suffering terrible pain. His only chance was to keep hold of Quirrell, keep him in enough pain to stop him from doing a curse. So Harry has fire skin. But only for Quirrell. Only for Quirrell. And does it explain. Why that happens, Braden? Why couldn't Quirrell touch me? 299. Your mother died to save you. If there's one thing Voldemort cannot understand, it is love. He didn't realize that love, as powerful as your mother's for you, leaves its own mark. Not a scar, no visible sign. To have been loved so deeply, even though the person who loved us is gone, will give us some protection forever. It will actually give you fire-hot skin. Yeah. Love skin. Love skin. (laughs) So... That's a thing. Yeah. It is. Harry's mom loved him so much that he can keep evil away by becoming really warm and burning you. Only if you're super evil. Okay. Like, it doesn't work on Malfoy. 
It doesn't? Mm-mm. That's a bummer. So that is leading us into our, we've got two more big segments that we want to touch on, um, which are going to be our awards, the muggies. The muggies. And we also want to do character uh, deep dives. Not super deep, but we want to touch on our characters and see where we are and catch up with them. But before we do that, we do want to make Braden look stupid again, right, folks? Let's do it. Let's make it look dumb. Oh, wow. We've got a lot of fans here in the audience today. So uh, we're going to do Trivia Tuesday. Trivia. You ready? So this is for me now, though, not for the listeners. Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Sweet. Trivia Tuesday. So I have written down three trivia questions for Braden. Easy ones, I think. I kept... I went... I went light. I really did. Producer Jeremy's laughing. I uh, I really did not try to destroy him with these. So three fairly straightforward questions, and Braden's going to answer them correctly. Absolutely. Okay. So question one is easy. Question one's really really easy. Yeah. So here's you. You're familiar with Harry and Ron Hermione, right? You know their names. You know who they are. Yeah. Familiar. Also Neville because Quad Squad. Yeah. Harry Ron Hermione Neville. I know the Quad Squad. Yeah. Okay. I need you to name any three other Gryffindors for me. You got the whole house. Give me three other Gryffindors. Boys, girls, old, young. I know Professor McGonagall. Okay, that doesn't is count. A, She's not a student. Continue. You said old or young. Well, I meant like up to seventh year. The other Weasley brothers. Name? Fred. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, Brayden. George. Okay. George. George Weasley. Fred, George. Are there just two other? It's just Fred and George, right? The twins. Are you asking me if twins entail two people? <laughs> They're not the Weasley triplets. There's Ron, Fred, and George. Um, Any non-Weasleys? Is, is Percy the prefect? Yeah, he is. A Gryffindor? But, but give, me a, give me a non-Weasley. Hmm. Anyone on the Quidditch team? Anyone else in their dorm? The Quidditch team should should spark something here. Anyone on the Quidditch team you got a name? <laughs> oh no. This was the this was this one was really easy. Good. Well, it's all downhill from here, so I'm blanking real hard on another Gryffindor. Is there any kind of hint? Like just a really weak hint. Beyond beyond what you anyone already on given the Quidditch me. team, yeah. Um, there are the Harry's in class with these people. One of them is a big soccer fan. He's a West, fan of West Ham. He's a good artist. <sighs> I do remember that. He's a tall black kid. He was also Muggleborn. There was that conversation about, oh, I'm Muggleborn or I'm Half Blood. That was early on. No, no, nothing. Uh, Quidditch team members: Angelina Johnson, Alicia Spinett, Katie Bell, Oliver Wood. Yeah, so far I I know I wouldn't have gotten any. Nothing of these. on Oliver Wood. No. Wow, he's lovely. No. Lee Jordan is the twins' Lee best Jordan. friend. Yeah, yeah, I should have gotten that one. And then the soccer fan is Dean Dean Thomas. No, mm-hmm. definitely would have. No. would not have gotten that one. Uh, his best friend is Seamus Finnegan. I remember seeing that one, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's another there, one I should. There's um, Parvati Patil. Ooh. So she has a twin, but her twin is actually in Ravenclaw. That's weird. Yeah, you can get split up. 
Okay. So the only one I feel like I actually had a real chance of getting was probably like Lee Jordan. Okay, that's fair. We definitely will get to know these characters more in the coming books, so I don't totally blame you. Okay. Uh, next question, Trivia Tuesday. Question Tuesday. Two. What does Uncle Vernon do for a living? He um he owns a hardware store, right? Nope. I understand where you're going with that, but that is not. What it's he some does. sort of. It's it's like with nails and screws or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's what a hardware store. No, he does not own a hardware store. You are on the right track. It's not a terrible answer. It's more corporate than that. More corporate than that. They they produce screws. Mm, yeah, he works. He is in management at a drill company. Drill. They make drills. I w- that wasn't a terrible answer. No, then. it wasn't. That was that said, far off. Okay. Drills. Okay. It, you know what it's called? I'll give you a candy bar. No. Grunnings. Grunnings. It's just runnings with a G. That's the Grunnings. worst. That's the worst. But it's also exactly where he works, right? <laughs> he couldn't work at Now that you've heard Grunnings, like, that's the just only place he could work. Just a purple-faced manager at Grunnings. <laughs> Still mustached. Good. Okay. Uh, last question. Hopefully a little bit easier than that, but probably not. <laughs> you know how they have to get past Fluffy the three-headed dog? Sure do. Okay. So what happens right when they get past that dog? First thing. I'm trying to remember the order. This is not the question. This is just me setting it up. Oh, are you serious? Okay. So don't they have to... <laughs> they fall through like a... a they like jump down into a hole where that that f- plant is. That miles like wraps- and miles below the school. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yep. Super far down. What's that plant called? That's the question. I know that it doesn't like heat mm-hmm. because Hermione has to start a fire. Is she a witch or not? Right. Devil's Claw. Ooh, Devil's Snare. Snare. Nice. You pulled that one out, though. So you know plants better than you know the names of Gryffindors. Well, I, I guess mean, that you, makes sense. You did get three Gryffindors with all the Weasleys. Plus right. McGonagall. So this wasn't a total failure. No, and I, I got like the hardware store thing. Hardware that's funny, thing. but not that far off. Yeah. I can't see Uncle Vernon actually ma- being a manager at Menards where he like wears an apron and like answers people's questions. You know, that's what I'm picturing with like a local hardware store owner but that that's kind of the thing you don't really have to be able to answer questions to work in a lot of local hardware stores um as someone that worked at menards in high school you can shove off i answered questions hey i'm not saying all menards employees some of them are great mm-hmm. some of them i'm like hey like i walked in there the other day and this is a perfect example i walked into menards i needed to buy a rick of firewood and i asked the first guy i saw and he said mm, man i know it's on like that half of the store and pointed, I, I was like, a general, like, you know what it's close to? No, but I think it's on that half of the store. So I started walking, found another guy. He told me the exact aisle. So. You went to Menards to buy firewood? I was on my way to my parents, and they were having, like, a, they wanted to to roast, you know, do some s'mores. And um, Don't your parents live on, like, a farm? They do. And my they don't dad, have any wood? They do. Dad has, like, four or five, like, logs, but he didn't have any of it cut up. And he was like, if you could honestly just stop and buy, like, a little rick of firewood, that would Got be better. It. So I feel like in rural Montgomery County, where your parents live, yeah. you can stop on the side of the road. I like a sign that says, firewood, five bucks. Is that not an option? Not really. No. I guess that's even more rural than I'm familiar with, then. 
You, can you can you see any houses from your parents' house? One. Is it also owned by a member of your family? <laughs> no, no. We have. I I grew up. There's one neighbor across the gravel road, and then like if you squint in your eyes, you can see like two other houses. Ooh. Are any of them owned by the Storms family? No. You didn't live close to. No, I thought you did. I do. I do live close, but I can't see their house. Okay. So neighbors. So, good. Trivia Tuesday. Nice job, Braden. That was pretty good. Thank you. You did better than I thought. I don't feel as bad about myself as you were probably hoping. Well, there's always the next few. Yeah, there's still a lot of podcasts left, so okay. we'll get there. So, uh, we've got the Muggies. We've got six awards planned here. Six. Six awards planned. I think planned. that's right. Yeah. So, we are going to go through those, those awards, but we want to bounce back and forth between an award and a character. Really kind of break it up. We want to elongate this process. Um, want to take as much of your time. Possible. Right. Yeah. You, in fact, go ahead and listen to this at 0.5 speed. <laughs> so it just takes twice as long. And that way you're getting more Muggles perspective for your buck. Um, so the we'll start with our first Muggy, which is what was our favorite moment? Favorite moment. We had a whole book. Uh, Braden, what would you say is the one moment that's going to stick out? You're like, man. I'm, I want to give an award to that moment. Um, so we talked about this a little bit before the show. And the first thing that came to mind was uh, the night that Harry, Ron and Hermione are going to go to the trap door. Mm. And Neville, with his newfound sense of confidence, threatens to fight them. Um, I'm really excited to see that part of the movie. Yeah. Well, one, just to see, even see what Neville looks like. Because I have to imagine he's just a total dweeb. <laughs> um, but two, like, what kind of stance does he take when he's threatening to fight? Like, is it just kind of a, like, he stands up a little straighter? Or does he throw some fists up? So this is not only a favorite moment, but kind of the most cinematic moment. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And is what I saw him interpreting this. Yeah, you I think guess of so. In terms of the movie, too, I mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Good. Neville being willing to fight the rest, the, the tri-squad. That, I guess also sort of accompanied with that is Neville jumping in on the fight with Ron at the Quidditch match. I want to see what happens there. So that's, any moment that involves Neville throwing punches. Yeah. Or threatening. To. Yeah. I think that's gotta be pretty funny. Good. Favorite moment. Congratulations. Neville being willing to fight Harry Ron Hermione. You've won the very first muggy. <laughs> Congrats Neville. You should be proud. Okay, um, let's take a look at characters now. So we're just going to go down the list for characters. Um, there's a couple questions that we want to answer about each of these characters, Braden. What growth have we seen? Okay. And what, excuse me, sorry, um, where, so that's kind of where are they now? They've, they've gone from here to there. What's the most important thing we know about them? And what do we think they're going to be doing going forward? What's our, what do we think is going to happen with this character for Chamber of Secrets? Book two. What are you doing in book two? So, our first character is, naturally... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. What kind of growth have we seen from Harry Potter over the over Sorcerer's Stone? So, he came in as a... Kind of a meek, like... Not very confident... Sort of abused child. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really is... I think he's leaving Hogwarts with a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of got a bit of mischief 
He's a, he's a bit mischievous, I think. He's not afraid to get in trouble. He was too um, scared to be mischievous at the Dursleys. Yeah, and now he's he's kind of afraid, not afraid to break the rules. A little bit of, it's almost gone the other way, a little bit of hubris. Yeah. A little bit of like, what are you going to do to me? I'm Harry freaking Potter. Yeah. I've got fire hands. Which I kind of talked about that, like, was that going to get to his head at some point? Like in earlier episodes, I think. What do you so. think? How does uh, Chamber of Secrets play out? I don't think Harry's ever going to get, well, I shouldn't say ever, but I don't think we're going to see like an arrogant Harry in Chamber of Secrets, but like a... Arrogant? Harry. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get too arrogant, but <laughs> I do think uh, that confidence level and like we were saying that that he has no fear of getting in trouble. I think that will end up getting him in trouble at some stages. That's fine. Cause he's not scared of it. Right. So it should be, yeah, should work out just fine. Okay. Any specific predictions? Well, I'm, I'm kind of trying to like think about what's going to happen now after all this has played out with professor Quirrell. Mm. Like where do they go from there? Because that story is going to leak out. Everybody's going to know about that. Yeah, I believe, I'm trying to remember if it happens just in the movie or if it's also in the book. Dumbledore, so Dumbledore goes and sees Harry in the hospital wing, right? Mm-hmm. And he says to Harry, nope, it's just in the movie. Anyway, he says something like, what happened in, what happened between you and Professor Coral is a total secret, so naturally the whole school knows. <laughs> that kind of is how things work at Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, so... That'll only add to the legend that is Harry Potter, I guess. Yeah. Um, Has he learned much magic? Do you feel confident that Harry is a decent wizard now? Did he have to do any real magic in getting to the Sorcerer's Stone? Am I missing something important? He had to make a pineapple tap dance at his test. Ooh, he did. And I said he passed, and, and he, did. he and Ron had good marks. So hmm. I would say he's adequate. I mean, he's only going to get better. <laughs> Can't get worse. Yeah. Okay. Good. So Harry Potter is hopefully not going to become too arrogant. Might get himself Harrigan. in trouble with a little bit of arrogance, but is generally a good kid. Yeah, I think um, it's only going to get more confusing with him with this whole Vol- Voldemort situation. Yeah. Because if I mean, obviously Voldemort's not just going to stop there. So obviously. Good. Uh, time to hand out our second muggy. Our second muggy. So we had favorite moment. Let's look at our biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Out of everything that happened in Sorcerer's Stone. A lot of twists and turns. Yep. What were you most surprised about? I was most surprised that Snape was not the one waiting at the end of... um, What is that? The third floor court. No, I guess it's not the corridor. Yeah. But the, the, the trial. The, the game show that lies miles below... Miles. miles literal miles because it's got to be snape right that's like, yeah you're, you're led to believe that was the that was the first time like throughout this book there were twists and turns and stuff but i was kind of like man is this enough of a children's book that like you can pretty much predict what's going to happen and that was the first time it was like wow okay you really had me go in the other direction so the fact that quarrel is not actually um, a teacher who would be better served in a nursing home. He's okay. He's Can got we, two faces, and he's just, actually Voldemort embodied at one point. 
So quick aside, let's go to early in Diagon Alley. So we are. I'm sorry, on page 69, I believe. Nice. Possibly page 70. So Harry, do you remember when he meets Quirrell? Uh, Page 70. 70. He meets Professor Quirrell. Potter, same as Professor (laughs) Quirrell. Grasping Harry's hand. Can't sell you how pleased I am to meet you. So, uh, up above that on page 70, Harry shook hands again and again. Doris Crockford kept coming back for more. A pale young man made his way forward very nervously. So, Quirrell isn't isn't an old guy. Quirrell's a, a young man. Oh, wow. I totally missed that. Yeah. I th- I guess in my head the whole time, I was thinking he was like an old professor, and that's why he was so... So, he's actually like a... Just like a frail, weak, young guy. Is that? Yeah, I mean, the frailty is is implied by the the stammering, the nervousness. He seems nervous. He seems not confident in himself. So okay, he's not. Wow. So yeah, I had that way off. I thought he was like a senior citizen that was on his way to retirement. But that's interesting that the way he's written feels to you more like someone like that. Yeah. And so if that kind of gives us some insight into his character, maybe not a strong-willed person, mm-hmm. he was more easy. He was easier to turn to the dark side, so to speak, by Voldemort. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's probably where that comes from. I, but is he actually not strong-willed? Because it seemed like there at the end, he like had this. That was what was so surprising was it the way he was talking to Harry and the mm-hmm. fact that he acted like, yeah, this is the end. I've got you now. So you think maybe the stuttering was all an affectation just to throw people off his scent? Yeah. that's. I mean, that's how it felt to me now after mm-hmm. having finished the book. I think that's fair. Yeah. So Professor Quirrell, that's our, he's our biggest surprise. You're not, he's not an old man. He's not a Yeah, maybe that's the man. surprise itself. I thought <laughs> he was a senior citizen. He's, he's not. Actually, a nervous, evil young man. How young are we talking? Not that it really matters, but... There is some background about Quirinus Quirrell on Pottermore. I don't think he's more than five or six years out of Hogwarts. Uh, he, he could be maybe ten. He could be in his late 20s. Seriously? Yeah. My age. So I was way off. Wow. Kind of off. That's okay. Did any of the listeners, like, email you and tell I you to correct me or... I have gotten one email from a listener that was not Emily Metcalf, <laughs> and it was Kyle Dilly, a seventh grader. Okay. And he well. gave me a suggestion for a segment, and I did not understand what the segment was. <laughs> so I asked him in class the next day, and I still did not successfully understand. <laughs> and I have repeatedly asked Kyle to come on to conduct this segment with you. Okay. So that he can, you know, make it clear to me yeah. what it is that it, it's something about arguing. He wants to argue with you about something. Yeah. Not, not that you've made a bad point. So he just he wants, wants to like, set up an argument. Turn this into first take. We yeah. want to yell at each other. Yeah. We, he can be Skip Bayless and you can be Stephen A. Okay. And yeah, he wants to argue with you about something. Okay. And I'm into it and I want Kyle to come do it. So Kyle, if you're listening, which I know is harder for you because you don't have your school iPad, which is what you listened on. <laughs> So hopefully you found a podcast app on Amazon, on your Amazon Kindle Fire. Jeremy, does that exist? Do those have podcast apps? Sure. Jeremy's unsure. He's Googling it. He's not, he's not Googling it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he is now. 
Anyway, uh, Kyle Dilly, come argue with Braden on the podcast. We love it. Okay, next character. We had we were going to do the trio first. I think we should jump around a little bit, though. You know who who I want to talk about? Who do you want to talk about? Draco Malfoy. Why? Why do you want to talk about him? <laughs> Who's Draco Malfoy? He what is... sums him. What sums up Draco Malfoy to you? He's like this just snot-nosed little brat. Mm. Um, really entitled. Thinks that he's a big deal. Basically, Harry's arch nemesis. I feel like that'll probably be a storyline that goes throughout the whole series. We don't see Draco coming around to being a pal and being friends with Harry next book. No, I think in the end, he'll be a big part of like the big part of the, I don't know, big showdown between Harry and Lord Voldemort. Mm. Harry, Ron, and Hermione versus, and Dumbledore versus Voldemort, Draco, Neville, and Snape. Yeah, possibly Neville. That's the thing I I don't want to forget. Like, (laughs) I think that dude's going to be a real, real Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Um, so Draco, did we see change? Did we see growth in Draco? No, maybe in height. I I don't know. He starts out as a jerk and he kind of ends as a jerk. Yeah. I don't think that's going to probably change. I think he'll only grow in, in jerkiness. Yeah. And do you have any predictions? What's Draco going to get up to in Chamber of Secrets? I think maybe he'll become a more central part of his house's Quidditch team. I think that there will be more direct confrontation between him and Harry. Hopefully a fist fight of some sort. <laughs> that would be excellent. Yeah. They're wizards. They just toss the wands aside. Yeah. Like, man up. Throw your wands down. Throw some nucks. Throw some nucks? Yeah. Or just beat each other with the wands. I don't know. Just stabbings. Yeah. They did that to a troll already. They stabbed it? Yeah. Remember Harry stabbed up the nose. Oh, yeah. You got troll bogeys on it. Yeah. That's another scene. That That's going to be another scene from the movie that's... Like what? <laughs> Not sure what to expect there, but I'm gonna keep you on your toes. Yep. Okay. Uh, next, muggy. We've had favorite moment. We've had biggest surprise. What about our biggest beef? Biggest beef. Britain's beef. I think that uh, <laughs> my most recent beef. We'll start with that. Is that the they can't do magic over the summer break. Or is this a summer break? Is that yeah, it's it is? summer break. Yeah. They have um, summer in England. It's Northern Hemisphere. Well, you just don't know. Um, Harry, we we talked about this before and you were kind of like, well, it's a safety thing, right? Right. You can't just unleash a bunch of kids and, and a secrecy thing. So I, I respect that. I get all that. But it's also kind of like, how are they supposed to, I don't know, their first years. So they had the one year of experience with all this, like doing mm-hmm. magic. Just one. So you would think you would want to at least send them home with some basic, like, you know, swish and flick muscle memory stuff. Like, Hey, you know, don't forget how to do this over the summer. We need you to come back and not have to reteach you everything. So Mm, reteaching is no fun. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. It happens after Christmas break. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like you send them home, they don't do a dang thing. And then they come back and they don't remember Spanish. Yeah. What is Spanish? So I think 
That's my most recent beef. The biggest beef over the whole book, though. When you think of Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone and you're like, ah, that frustrates me. That What's the was, first frustrating thing beefy. that comes to mind? I think that... You brought up a couple beefs that had to do with the invisibility cloak. Yeah, that maybe that is it. Like, their lack of regard or just how little care they take for the invisibility cloak. We, I think we've said this like the last two or three episodes, but literally the most important possession you have. It's frustrating. And they've lost it. They've not used it at opportune times. Ron spilled gravy on it at one point. Yeah. Pretty sure he blew his nose afterward with it. Yeah, hey, I don't understand how you don't. Like, that's not the most important thing. It's like, that would be like in what we would think of as like your phone. Like, you leave it somewhere and you're like, oh man. Like you feel, and it's sad that we're like that, but it's like, you feel naked without it, I guess. Mm. Like that would, that should be what they're like with the invisibility cloak. I'm picturing Harry taking this cloak out of his pocket and like poking it and just checking it. Yeah. He just pulls a corner of it out and glances at it and he's like, oh, still invisibility cloak. Taking selfies with it. Yeah. Yeah. Was just a picture of an empty room. Yeah. He's invisible. That gets pretty beefy for Mm. me when they don't take care of the dang invisibility cloak. I think one other beef that was kind of we touched on a little bit, I think, earlier is like the the workload and pressure they put on these like little kids yeah. at Hogwarts, I think, is kind of ridiculous at times. But I mean, magic can be life or death like this isn't. Oh, you didn't learn how to multiply. Like, yeah, you'll that's survive. true. That's true. But that's, that's from age kinda, 11? Yeah, that's the only thing. Is like it does, I feel like the the workload doesn't really match up with the age, but yeah. this is, you know, it's fictional, so I try to keep that in mind. Mm, questionable. Yeah. You never know. I could my I think my letter just got lost in the mail. My letter from when I was 11, <laughs> my Hogwarts letter. You you go when you go international it gets tough, so. Yep. I understand. Hit me up Hogwarts anytime. <laughs> At Muggles Perspective on Instagram. <laughs> Email me at mogulsperspective at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star review. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yes. Good. So we've got three. Our third muggy is to the Sorcerer's... Not to the Sorcerer's Stone. To the Invisibility Cloak for being underutilized and incorrectly utilized. Congratulations, Invisibility yes. Cloak. Okay, let's do one more character before we break for our patreon announcement slash advertisement and some more sponsored content let's do it so one more character we've done harry we've done draco let's take a look at someone a little bit older someone a little bit older let's go back to our old favorite hagrid (laughs) what are we seeing from hagrid so I don't know that he changes a whole lot, but we get a little bit more of an in-depth look at his role in all of this. Uh, He's also kind of naive, I think, or at least we're made to believe he's kind of naive at this point. So he starts out as our introduction to the wizarding world. Yeah, he's like our connection to Hogwarts and that whole realm, I guess. And he ends up being a little oafish, a little... Yeah, yeah, kind of like can't get out of his own way Mm. which i think could end up being like he spills the beans at a really inopportune time or something and gets harry in trouble or is low-key just evil 
And it's like, oh, did I do? I didn't mean to that tell crossed people. my mind. Like he could be kind of in. I put him in the same, not the same boat as Neville, but like mm-hmm. a, a very close boat, like a bigger boat. Yeah, a, a much, much bigger boat, a ship, if you will. In that he so could be. You're saying that you ship Hagrid and Neville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I say that because I feel like Hagrid has the potential to be easily persuaded or just tricked into being on Voldemort's side, I guess. As a result of his propensity for consuming alcohol. Alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. People that are underage, cover your ears. Yeah, we we don't know um, a whole lot about Hagrid's relationship with alcohol we we it gets mentioned a lot we don't know how how do we not know a lot about it we talk about every episode well we do but it's just like little snippets and little mentions like does he go back to his hut every night and just get plastered in his armchair or does he is it is he an occasional drinker i don't know i'm worried about him (laughs) i don't know if there's like a wizards anonymous or something an alcohol i'm haggard i'm i've been i haven't been a wizard for (laughs) six months now it's wizards anonymous and really the whiskey is the only thing hi haggard yeah yeah so i i do wonder i don't know he's too loyal i feel like to be evil but like i seem to love harry yeah loves harry loves dumbledore loves hogwarts loves dumbledore I don't know. It feels like he does. It feels like he's really loyal to him, at least. Oh, I was I was uh, trying to imply the the love. Oh, <laughs> he loves him. again. A M P after dark. Yeah, amp after dark. Yeah, amp after dark. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, uh, we do. We want to pause again here, dear listeners, and encourage you to check out Emily Austin Design. So, Braden, do you know all the different ways that you can keep up with the artwork that Emily's putting out? I don't, but could you tell me? <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> With our uh, segues are second to none. So we already talked about her website, which is really professionally produced. I mean, this was not some rinky-dink, like... Yeah, it's real clean-looking, yeah. um, simple, and there's a lot of lot to offer on there. Like, I, I really enjoyed the um, Hobbit house. Yeah. It's like a nice little painting of a country Hobbit home. I would love to live in a Hobbit home. Yeah. Uh, we saw her website. We mentioned her Etsy shop. Yep. So those of you who'd like to shop on Etsy, if anyone's following us on Facebook, we often post a Trendy Thursday. We have a, T, a TT Trendy Thursday post for different Harry Potter items we find on Etsy. So it's a great place to go for all kinds of Harry Potter paraphernalia, but also for some cool artwork about... Um, we have Emily's original designs, her C.S. Lewis, her J or our Tolkien-inspired designs, so those are cool. Um, did you know that she's also on social media, Braden? I didn't. How can I reach her on that? Well, she is at... Now, I'm going to have to spell this out for you guys, because as we read on the website, Emily is from, grew up in, spent time in Hawaii. So her Instagram handle reflects this. It is Emma, E-M-M-E, like M-M-A? I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Yeah, I'm so sorry, yeah, Emily. We'll and, go with that. And or any Hawaiian listeners. And uh, it is M-A and then Kamale, K-A-M-A-L-E-I. So E-M-M-E-K-A-M-A-L-E-I. So that is her handle on Instagram. 
And then you can also find her on Facebook.com slash Emily Austin Design. So she has a Facebook page and Twitter as well. So just search up Emily Austin and you are going to find that she is everywhere. You can't get away from this beautiful artwork. It is all around you. You need to embrace it. And do you remember the code? There's another word besides code I'm looking for here. Right? Promo code. Promo. Promotion. Promotional code that our listeners need to use. Promo code MUGGLE. Yes. Enter in MUGGLE, possibly all caps. I feel like that's how codes usually look. People usually type them out in all caps. Yeah. Try both. Yeah. Try, try both. Get 20% off. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, code MUGGLE, save you 10%, which can be a good chunk of some of these. But either way, you're supporting a great artist local for you if you're in the Warsaw area. And you're supporting us, your Muggles Perspective, so we really appreciate that. After all of the support we've gotten on Patreon, you know, I just really feel like our community has more to give. Yeah, I can't speak for the Warsaw community specifically, but the, the Muggles Perspective community, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I I was uh, showing my brother-in-law the actual podcast itself, and was reading. I had never actually read through any of the reviews, so I was like showing him where to find it, and... We have some really nice reviews on there, so we really appreciate that. Yeah. That goes a long way. It does. It really does help uh, boost us up the charts when you search Harry Potter on the podcast app or something. The more reviews, the better it is for us. The sooner people are going to see us, so we greatly appreciate that. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate and review Muggle's Perspective. <laughs> and that is our sponsorship segment for Emily Austin Design. We just started pimping our own podcast again. But <laughs> EmilyAustinDesign.com, Etsy.com, slash Design. Promo code Muggle. Great. Okay, let's do a couple more Muggies. We don't have to hit every character, but uh, we can get a couple characters that Braden really wants to touch on here. Our next Muggie is for our least favorite moment. So we had our favorite moment. Uh, Neville's going to fight someone or is fighting someone. That's great. What is the opposite of Neville fighting someone? Just the grinds my gears moment. Um, for me, it was when Professor McGonagall took away 50 points each. Right from fifty points each, each. Yeah. and like that's her home team. I'm not saying she needs to be completely biased, but like maybe a little biased, a little. I mean, you're yeah. So it's not Snape. Snape doesn't reach into your least favorite moment. He, but it, no, because it's like I know what to expect from Snape. Mm. You're McGon- blindsided by McGonagall. Yeah, I was like, come on, you're gonna take away 150 points from your own house. Just slip her some catnip. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 150 points, detention. McGonagall is not pleased. And yeah. she let us down. Let me down, yeah. I lost a lot of respect. So That's tough. Well, the, Harry was able to earn those points back. He was able to earn them back, thanks. I mean, but, you know, how much of that is just that, like, Dumbledore's the man? A, a lot. Yeah, a lot of it. So, I mean, McGonagall wasn't in great standings with me to begin with because she's also a cat. Sorry for any cat lovers that are listening. <laughs> sorry, not um, sorry. But yeah, I went and took away all those points from the home team. And it was kind of like, who who are you? What do I do with you? It's tough. Yep. It's tough. She wants to be unbiased and strict, but she also wants to support Gryffindor. And so she just really let us down on that one. Yep. McGonagall, anti-congratulations. You have won the first muggy for least favorite moment. Womp womp. <laughs> so we have done... A good kid, a bad kid, and an adult. Who do we want to look at for our next character? You can pick between these three. Voldemort, Snape, Hermione. Hmm. 
I'm going to narrow it down to Hermione and Snape. I want to discuss Snape. Okay. So Snape's in a real... I'm in a real weird place with Snape right now. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, um, kind of hated him through most of the book. Mm-hmm. Because? Because he was just out to get Harry. <laughs> like, he was... I thought he was the one that was messing with Harry's broom during the Quidditch match. We come, you know, come to find out it's actually Quirrell. Snape was refing so he could protect Harry. So he question says. Mark? Yeah, question, yeah, question mark? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he says. So now it's like, I still think he's evil, but how evil, right? How... Is he just mean? Yeah. Is he just kind of a jerk or is he actually like on Voldemort's team? That's where I'm at with Snape. I don't know. If he's on Voldemort's team, why didn't he help Voldemort out here? But how do we know he didn't? Mm. So, yeah, I don't know what to do with Snape. He Is he going to come back next book? Oh, absolutely. Is he going to be nice to Harry? No. I think it'll only get worse. Well, but that Is depends. he going to try to kill Harry? At some point, yes. <laughs> he just tried to save his life at the Quidditch... Man, yeah, I'm I'm just real confused about him. It's in finish a sentence. In Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Severus Snape will Severus Snape will <laughs> In the Chamber of Secrets, Snape Severus Snape will I think that he and Harry will have a like they will have to confront each other for real. It's not going to be this like passive like I think Snape hates me and Better watch your tone, Potter, or I'll take some points away. Like, it's going to be a... Severus Snape will have an outright confrontation fight with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I know that's not, like, a earth-shattering it's prediction. not off the wall, but, but it, it's bigger than what we've seen so far. Yeah, I think it's going to get a little more direct and less passive. So. And is that going to... Will Severus Snape will reveal his underlying motives? Are we going to then... Okay, Snape is... Not evil, but he's just a jerk, or Snape, I, don't know I that, think, is actually evil. Yeah, I don't know that it'll get revealed. I think that Harry, Ron, and Hermione will, like, figure it out somehow. Kind of like they were figuring things out piece by piece with the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, Severus Snape will reveal his true nature. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to make a prediction when I don't... Everything I thought about Snape kind of got turned on its head there. It's fair. So, I don't really know where to go with him at this point. Well, let's go to our final muggy. We've had biggest surprise, biggest beef, favorite and least favorite moments. Favorite character. Who was the MVP of Sorcerer's Stone? Oh, Hermione. You just can't get enough. You want more Hermione scenes. Favorite character. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think she's the most important. I think that, kind of as I mentioned in other episodes, like, she's so essential to Harry, Ron, and Hermione, like, the, the quad squad, if you will, like, succeeding i mean she she's the brains behind the operation will harry and ron survive without hermione i don't think they can i think that's that's kind of what i'm trying to get at like i think that are we gonna see harry and ron try to have to survive without hermione sometime soon yeah (laughs) because every reader knows they get done with this and they're like wow hermione's op yeah so i think that i don't know like i I, voldemort's got to see that Ooh, you know what I mean? Like after this whole Sorcerer's Stone debacle, millions of miles—not millions, but a lot of miles below the school. <laughs> like he saw all this happen, and he saw how important Hermione was. And mm-hmm. so, like, if he wants to really get to Harry, he's got to take out Hermione too. I think. I mean, she's the smartest. 
She's the smartest first year. We found that out. Sure. Really good with the magic and remembering everything you need to remember to be a good witch and kind of thinks outside the box when the pressure's on. So she's clever. She's smart. Yeah. She was really annoying at the beginning of the book. <laughs> and by the end of it was, yeah, kind of the MVP and probably one of my favorite characters. Hagrid's also like one of my favorite characters just because he's Hagrid. <laughs> he is. Can't argue with that. Hagrid's just a guy you want to have a beer with. <laughs> Dimps. Want to have a beard with? A beard. That's what yeah, I said. Want to have a beard with? Yeah. We'll keep this before dark. Uh, good. So, final muggy. Congratulations to Hermione for winning favorite character of Sorcerer's Stone. She's a beast. I love Hermione. Hermione's great. Yep. Agreed. Is there anything else you want to do to wrap up Sorcerer's Stone. One more character you just really got to get something off your chest about the Dursleys, about Dumbledore, about Ron, about... We've talked about Cat Professor. Um, Anything else you want to hit specifically before we roll into our Chamber of Secrets predictions? Your face is telling me no. I mean, I'm kind of curious about Dumbledore. Mm. Where does he... Where does he go from here knowing that Voldemort just tried to take the Sorcerer's Stone? I mean, I knew he was gonna... I, I would have to think... Dumbledore was smart enough to know that Voldemort was still alive out there and still in like coming for it. But so Dumbledore's got a plan. What's his plan? Right. Yeah. And I think we kind of talked about this, have talked about this before, but like, is he as smart and untouchable as everyone makes him out to be? Like, you know, we hear the comment made throughout the book, like, well, Voldemort would never do that with Dumbledore around. Like, would he? He's known, Dumbledore is known as the only wizard Voldemort ever feared. And like, that's, I, in my head, that's not going to last. Sure. So. There's going to be a chink in his armor. Yeah. Coming up. In yeah. Next couple books. Yeah, I think so. Sure. It's totally possible. So we do want to get some predictions about the Chamber of Secrets. We have, we've heard you listeners. We, we hear your feedback and we want to take it into account. So we have heard that you prefer our open-ended predictions. You want me to just make Braden say words and those are the best predictions. And I agree. So we're going to do some a little bit more targeted. We're going to do some open-ended. We are also going to. Look, take a look at the cover for Chamber of Secrets. So Braden has not opened the book yet, correct? No. Not even pretended to touch those pages. But we do want to look at the cover. This was suggested to us by uh, number one fan, Katie Roche Kelly. Katie Kelly Roche. So we're going to take a look at that. Uh, Braden, what is the secret in the Chamber of Secrets? What's the word secret doing there? What is the secret that's yeah. inside the chamber? What's the secret? Is there a secret inside the chamber? Is that what it is? Well, there's multiple. <laughs> secrets. It is the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. What's going on with that? I think some of the secrets, not the secret, but some of them are about Harry's parents. Mm. Harry's dad specifically. Turns out Harry's dad Turn. is a vampire. <laughs> Harry's dad cheated on a test. Turns out Harry's dad is Dumbledore's son. Ooh. Grampledore. 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 <laughs> Grampledore. <laughs> I think that, yeah, there's some secrets out there about Harry's family. I think there are some, and then how they may or may not tie to Voldemort. Sure. 
Good. Maybe maybe there's some of those secrets or some dirt on the people, the faculty at Hogwarts that we would be unsuspecting of. Maybe. Cat Professor. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking. Cat Professor. <laughs> she's not on my good list. Yeah, there's a reason that she's harsh on Harry. Is yeah. She doesn't want him figuring out that she's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, where is the Chamber of Secrets? Is Chamber of Secrets a physical place? Mm. Is it a room? I, yeah. A I chamber, of, if you will. I kind of assumed it was a physical chamber. Okay. Then where but is then it? But then that, that, I mean, you can't, no, I don't think it is. It's a, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. For? How do you keep a secret in a physical room? I guess Harry's family form? photo album <laughs> is in this chamber. Um, it's like a Indiana Jones in the, yeah, maybe it's a few more miles below the game show that they just went through too. So you just keep every book. We're going to keep digging farther down to the foundation of Hogwarts. Yeah. Keep going down. Okay. Um, what about new characters? Are we going to meet anyone? Are we just going to learn more about old characters? So one character that I, um, I'm kind of looking forward to because I don't understand it at all. So as everyone by this point knows, I know before we read this book, I knew literally nothing. Yeah. Well, maybe not literally. I knew who Harry Potter was. Right. I knew Hermione and Ron. I could see their like characters faces from the movies and mm-hmm. know who they were. Sure. The other one that I've seen a lot and I know his name from you mentioning before, but I know I don't understand what he is. <laughs> Or why he's important is, I think you call him Dobby? Dobby. So what the heck is that thing? What's a Dobby? Does he come in during Chamber of Secrets? I don't know if you can answer that or not. Probably not, but... I mean, like, I'm not gonna answer Yeah, that. right. So, yeah, yeah. what is that? Is it, It's like a shriveled up cat with, like, long... I don't know. Man, how you got it. You just nailed it. Really? It's like a hairless <laughs> shriveled up cat. What do you want me to say? Yeah. No, and he like I know he talk. He's got like a weird like gravelly, and he he has like poor grammar, right? I think I because remember I and I I think I mentioned this in the first episode. Like we, one of the first times we ever hung out as friends, you took Hannah and I and some, and some other people to like one of the last Harry Potter movies, seven, the seventh one. Yeah, so I had just no idea what was going on, and I think he was in that one, if I remember right, or no. I think he was dead. He was dead. Ah, so I already know that's going to happen. That sucks. Oh, for sure. Obviously, this memory, this, oh, no, I think he was dead. Now that's just concrete fact. Yeah. Are you spoiling yourself? Yeah, I just spoiled myself, I think. And you believe yourself now? You believe that Not entirely. Okay. Um, That's a character I'm I'm curious about. Why is he important? What is he, number one? Is he show up in this book? Is he a he? Is it? Yeah. This book, next book. Right. When's he coming up? Okay, cool. Good good new character idea. Um, I need one other just big, crazy prediction for Sorcerer's Stone. Other than not Sorcerer's Stone. For, <laughs> for Chamber of Secrets. Something crazy, that's go- something big that's going to happen. Something specific. Harry's going to have an epic, like, blackout mental breakdown from the pain from his scar. Okay. We his scar prickled. He got some real scar pain mm-hmm. down there with Quirrell, mm-hmm. and that's just going to get worse. Yeah, going to okay. get way worse. And um, 
I feel like we're going to learn a little bit about Voldemort through like these like weird flashback mental breakdown things he has. Yeah, he was having those weird dreams yeah. in near the end of the year in mm-hmm. Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. So those are going to go from nightmarish to somewhat informative. Yes. Okay. Um, and if I could take a step back, one other character... You cannot, but okay. ...character or characters that I'm actually pretty interested in are the... Um, the weird things we met in the forest that like talk about the stars all the time. Like half horse, half humans, centaurs, centaurs, centaurs. centaurs. Are they important in the chamber of secrets? Are they important? Yeah. They see they're secretive. So maybe the chamber is where they live. Maybe the chamber of centaurs, (laughs) the centaur of secrets. Yes. Sure. No, I like that too. Well, do you have anything else to... Oh, let's take a look at the cover. What do you see? The cover. Just, mm, just describe it just, to the listeners. Yes, just word vomit. Just stream okay. of consciousness. What's going on here? Okay. So we've got a we've got a brick wall, and it looks like uh, the words in the Chamber of Secrets are kind of like chicken scratch painted on there. Sure. Um, you've got a giant red bird that Harry appears to be hanging from the tail of. Harry looks like he may have gotten a haircut. He's got a little bit shorter hair going on. Harry um, cut. <laughs> I am shaking my head. <laughs> S- SMH. Harry also let's not um let's not pass over the fact that he appears to have a sword on his hip, folks. <laughs> Is so, that a metaphorical sword? Harry's not only a wizard but a knight. Let's see. We've got snakes that appear to be like guarding not guarding, but they're like around um, flaming torches that are hanging above what uh, what I would assume is the chamber of sure. secrets. So maybe it is a physical thing. You can start curving, see the spine. There's nothing really on the spine, I guess, but then it sort of continues the scene. No, it doesn't continue to the back. Oh, I'm thinking of the hardcover. Yeah, that's fair. No, so... Does this lead you to make any predictions? Harry becomes an avid bird lover. Okay. A lot of interest, maybe some research about birds. <laughs> I don't know. What is this red bird? Good question. Yeah. Maybe it is the secret. Birds can be secrets. Yeah. It's a secretive bird. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Harry's hanging from the tail of a, a some sort of bird. It's got like some pretty serious talons going on. Um, It's got like this weird like alfalfa-like hair do thing on top of it. Yeah. But here he looks to be smiling like he's having a good time. As he was, do we have on Sorcerer's, Stone? Sorcerer's Stone? He's just looking real athletic here on the Sorcerer's Stone. Like that snitch he's is coming focused. in and he's like, I'll just catch it with one hand. Yeah, he's making that catch. Yeah. That makes sense. He's a little more focused on that cover. Here sure. he's kind of like it's like he's on a roller coaster with this bird. There's birds flying around and I mean, if you could just hold the tail of a bird and it was flying up in the air, that's a pretty strong bird. Yeah. Kind of looks like, is this the invisibility cloak or is he wearing a cape? It is very difficult to say there. Yeah. So Why would he be wearing a cape? Well, he's already got a sword on his hip. Why would he be wearing a cape? Yeah, I don't know. Why? He's Zorro? Who wears capes? Maybe Harry starts becoming a Hogwarts student by day and superhero by night. Okay. He's already Harry Potter. Now he needs an alter ego. I mean, he's he's the bird. That's his superhero name. <laughs> Have you ever seen South Park? 
Yeah. Yeah. And so he isn't Cartman Coon? Is the king? The king. <laughs> that's what I picture here. The king. And everyone's like, "You're a, you're a raccoon." That's like that's the, what. This is so dumb. Here's the bird. Yeah. The bird. The bird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wish I had a better prediction for you here, but I there's just a lot going on on this cover. Not sure what. Obviously, this bird is important. This big red bird. Obviously. Uh, what is this? Should I know what that's from? Uh, Aubrey Davis? Yeah. Obviously. Yep, that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to say that, and she was like, no one says that. <laughs> and then I got Jake Z to say it. I got him to text it to me and then sent her a picture of it. I was like, see? People say it. People say obviously. Obviously. Well, now it's on a podcast, so. And she knows what podcast is, so. Anybody know what podcast is? <laughs> so we want to, uh, one more time, just remind you guys to please support Emily Austin Designs on Etsy, on EmilyAustinDesign.com, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere you want to go. Rogi, what's find... that promo code that they can use on uh, EmilyAustin.com? Promo code, all caps, PERSPECTIVE. No, that wasn't it. A? Uh, promo code A. Was it Harrogant? <laughs> promo code Grampledore. Folks, it's Muggle. <laughs> if you go to her website and enter the word Muggle as a promo code, you will get 10% off. Promo code Muggle. So, go get 10, you some art. 10% off. Support her. Support us. Let her know that we are the ones that sent you there, if anyone asks. Uh, we want to promote... The next episode, which is actually probably going to be recorded tonight, this evening, we are watching Sorcerer's Stone. So keep an eye on the YouTube channel that we will create in order to show you what it looks like when Braden watches two and a half hours of the Sorcerer's Stone. So that's exciting. Yeah. So I was asking before the show if we were going to like cut that to just my reactions and uh, Rogi said, no, this is going to just be a full two hours of you staring at a screen. So yeah. I will do my best to make that somehow entertaining. Well, we wanted the idea, listeners, I'm sure some of you are familiar with reaction videos. I mean, this is a whole genre on YouTube, but we want you to be able to click play when we click play and watch the video with Braden, with, to a lesser extent, me, possibly with a cameo from my dog, George Weasley Merriman. And it should be a fun time. We want to... Um, there will be some dead times during in like when there's not a lot of dialogue in the movie where I ask Braden, okay, what do you think about this? And how is the, what about this difference? What are you seeing? What's different from your expectations and those kinds of things. So, um, sort of a Braden's commentary instead of a director's commentary, if you will. A muggle's commentary, perhaps. A muggle's commentary. That's a little on the nose, I think. I don't know. <laughs> a muggle's commentary. Braden is a muggle. I'm a commentary. And uh, we leave you with that. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode nine of A Muggle's Perspective. We really appreciate your support. Um, you can show that support by subscribing on iTunes or on your podcast application of choice rating and reviewing the show on iTunes, uh, liking us on Facebook, follow us on there. We've got memes and trivia questions and discussion questions that we like to post on there. Instagram as well at muggles perspective. Our, the, we had a middle schooler that was supposed to be running the Instagram account. Chloe stopped listening to the show. I only listened to the first three episodes, never once posted. So failed us dead to us. I don't know this middle schooler. I'm mm -hmm. not going to go that far, but 
That is a real bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. So fortunately, Rachel Merriman has taken up the mantle. She's been uh, posting onto the account for us. She's been taking stuff from Facebook and posting onto Instagram. So that's been fantastic. Thank you, Rachel. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to be watching the movie. We want to thank producer Jeremy and editor Jessica. You'll see the podcast studio while we're watching the movie, but it can't be overstated how little we would be able to do this podcast without Jeremy. Yeah. I don't feel like seeing the room is going to put that in perspective for all of you, a muggle's perspective, if you will. I will. Um, but yeah, this is legit and I didn't even have a full perspective of it because I record off of my MacBook in our guest room, um, with a crappy pair of headphones, but he has awesome equipment, has lended his home to us for this Mm -hmm. evening. So this has been really cool. And, uh, yeah, like Rogi said, we literally could not do any of this. Wouldn't know how. So we thank Jeremy Jessica so much for that. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thanks.